Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. With me is the facilitator of festivals. It's Robert. Does What does that even imply? That I plan parties? Yeah, I'd say so. A facilitator is somebody that gets things organized, right? Yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever planned. And I am your host, par- <laughs> the conqueror of cons. It's Justin. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I get it. Thematically, you went to a convention and you're trying to, you know, parlay that into our introductions, but I would you, never. You got to work with me here, Rob. Or put together anything resembling a party or festival. I don't think most of our friends have ever even been to your house. Probably not. Yeah. Well, that's an opening. And <laughs> as we segue into it, I want to tell you a little bit about MAGFest, Rob. Yeah, I, I figured as much with that opening. Yeah, you're not really supporting me here. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to MAGFest with a few of our friends. Unfortunately, Rob could not make it because he is a facilitator of fatherhood now. Yes, that makes more sense. (laughs) Actually, it Uh, really doesn't. (laughs) I don't... don't Um, But it was was awesome. Four days, you you were heavily missed. Me and Rich were talking about how we wish we could have been in a room and we could have thrown you in a room with John because I was going to murder him at some point. Uh-uh. I would never share a room or bed with John. He's disgusting. The Don't way you he... share a bed with John all the time? That's different, but <laughs> we're getting off topic. <laughs> Basically, like, every morning, John would wake up at, like, 9.30, but, like, he'd stay in bed for the next hour and a half just listening to things on his phone. And I'd be like, John, pack your sandwich, pack your snacks, we've got to get going. He's like, what's the rush? And it's like fucking 1130 and he's still getting dressed. And I was like, bro, I did not come all the way to DC for you to lay in the hotel room for till noon. (laughs) Watching YouTube videos. So I was going to murder him at some point. But overall, it was none of which were S class, I'm guessing. Right. Of our YouTube videos. No, he would sit in the car ride down and say, "Uh, what's that most recent podcast you talked about? What was the most what was the best anime of the year? I was like, why don't you just listen to the podcast? (laughs) No. (laughs) But I digress. Um, Overall, it was an awesome trip. So many amazing artists. There was like a massive room of arcades and consoles. Like, I wish we had done this before your fatherhood and you could have been a part of the the trip. And if you can kind of swing it next year, it would have been, it would be awesome. Is it every year, like in January? Every year, January, it kind of has a schedule. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Usually three to four days. And I just wanted to swing some of the highlights by you, if that's okay. Of course. Number one is I got to meet Super Eyepatch Wolf and the Let's Fight a Boss podcast, which I'm a huge fan of. And they're that's pretty cool. A huge inspiration for this whole channel. So that was like surreal. I was like, shit, this guy's a real Did you name person. drop us? Uh, I was wearing my S-Class shirt that you bought. Okay. <laughs> and then like when I went to go like take a picture with them and like talk to them a little bit, I was like, oh yeah, you guys inspired us. And like, hey, that's awesome. But they had such a long line. Like, do yeah. you want a picture or something? And I was like, damn, I was trying to sneak our name in there. <laughs> um but that was that was like surreal and awesome i entered a pokemon puzzle league tournament oh my god they had that (laughs) you would not believe like i was trying to get in on some of those consoles there's two of them set up and they were busy the entire con and they had two days worth of tournaments out of the four days had a pokemon puzzle league tournament and when i went to the second day there was about 30 people there 30 probably over 30 what place did you come in I lost in the first round, but okay. <laughs> we were about even, to be honest. The first round, like, so she knocked out two of my guys. I knocked out two of her guys. And then it came down to the last match, and I felt confident. I looked at the screen. I said, I can see all the comments. Wait, wait, wait. Who was your one. trainer? 
I was Richie. Oh, that's why you lost. No, Richie's the best. <laughs> um, but I could see like all the combos on the screen. But then like the match went on for over three minutes, Rob. And all of a sudden, the vision came out of my eyes and I could not see the combos anymore. And I lost the battle of it. I got to be honest with you. Like, this is a massive turnoff for me. The this fact that amazing. you lost in the first round is like devastating to me. I just like, I think so little of you right now. <laughs> Here's the thing, Rob. So like, you know how I crush you in this game? Like you're filthy peon. This, yeah. girl was, this girl was about the same level as me, honestly. Like we'd probably break six, four or five, five, give or take. There were people there that were just like, would crush me in 30 seconds. It was nuts. That was about as lucky as I could get in. A that match. just makes me even more disappointed in you. So you probably would have come in 30th of 30th. I probably could have made it to the second round, but I would not have made it past that for sure. That is a major bummer. But th- th- there's just levels to this, Rob. It's nuts. Yeah, and you're not part of them. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely big fish, small pond. Oh, that's so sad. That really bums um, me out. Two more things is uh, I played, there's like this little blackjack stand. They call it Frick Frack Blackjack, where this like okay. crazy looking dude, uh, he just collects junk essentially or knickknacks and you can bet anything except for cash and he'll play blackjack with the t- entire table of like 15 <laughs> people like this one girl bet like a cat piano one guy bet a month's worth of estrogen i won myself two volumes of fruits basket like the original ones that are no longer being printed so wow was, that sounds valuable i think they're about like 20 or 30 dollars each now um, that's pretty cool still yeah but it's just cool to have them because i really yeah. love that manga and those have been pretty much out of stock for a long time um, and then the final highlight I wanted to pass by you was there's a there's a little space called the Maker Space, which is a place where people like sew and draw and create things. And Rich came with me one night, and he was trying to flirt with a young lady, only <laughs> to discover about an hour and a half in, and he was like spitting some good game. Rich Rich has got some great game, and an hour and a half, and she's like my partner. Oh. And then Rich was just so <laughs> heartbroken. And then John came in towards the end of the night to pick us up. And he was like, you trying to shack up with a married woman? <laughs> and we just want to let Rich down off of that for the next two days. Yeah, that's that's a yikes. I Hopefully he made a friend out of it, at least. Uh, I don't know. I think he was broken <laughs> after that. Devastated. Can't, can't even mention her name anymore. <sighs> oh, Kimino Nawa. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the four days of MAGFest, and it was it was a blast. And I that really hope you can make it with us next year, or in the future in general. I was I was swimming in duty for those four days. So it's about a comparable time if we could <laughs> smells. I was about to say, I think it probably smelled better at my place than it did at the convention. Oh, most actually, definitely, yeah, most definitely. Robert, let's talk about some real anime. You want to tell me about Tomochan is a girl? Yeah, we're in the uh, winter 2023 anime season, and. At first glance, we both thought this, it looked terrible, right? This season? It still looks pretty terrible. Believe it or not, not so bad. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of kind of okay. Tomo Chen is our uh, rom-com of the season. I, I have seen it before the manga. Uh, I've never read it. So I, I am aware of its existence. So I, I could definitely see a Chad video coming from this in the future. Oh my but god. Really, the premise is... Uh, to a guy and a girl have been friends since they were kids but like she's kind of a tomboy and he doesn't really see her as a girl but she crushes on him and hijinks ensue and how do you feel about this in comparison to all of your previous smuts i'm enjoying it so far it's it's been fun 
Okay. Because sometimes with these smuts, you'll know in the first like three minutes that it's not enjoyable or fun or like entertaining. It's not. It's definitely not good, but it's like I'm watching anime at three in the morning while feeding my baby. You know, it's good to have on in the background for 20 minutes. <laughs> anime of the year. It's going to be in the top 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. That's just how it goes. All right, Rob. Uh, well, then I have something equally as fine as maybe Tomon Chan as a girl. It is Naruto Konoha's story, The Steam Ninja Scrolls, the manga. That is the full title. I don't think I want to hear anything more about it than the title. As here's, somebody that knows a lot about Naruto. Here's the thing. I really enjoyed this, actually. and I It's think, a, what, standalone story? Manga? It's a standalone story in the timeline of Boruto, where Naruto's now the Hokage. Kakashi's retired. And I think you would actually enjoy this. It's kind of like Slice of Life with Kakashi and Guy, and they're just going on a vacation to the Steam Village to go do a mission, but so far they're just having a great time, and Asuma and Kuronai's daughter is their bodyguard. She's like, oh, I gotta protect the the old Hokage and Guy who's injured, who's like a legend, and she's like super serious and kind of like trying to protect her dad's legend, and they're just having a great time, and it's just really nice to see these two old guys just be best friends, and most recently... There's a dog and cat festival where the dog and cat people, like Kiba and his wife, are fighting. I was about to say, is Kiba there? <laughs> yeah, Kiba's there. They're both like the and village Akumaru. Chief. Akumaru's like old as shit now. Akumaru should not be alive. Oh, wait, like, yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> he's like 17 or something, and he is he is on his last legs. Now, but, is this uh, an ongoing thing? It's still ongoing. We're only six chapters in. Oh, and wow. Kakashi and Guy are just chilling at the tournament. They're just trying to go to the onsen. And uh, Asuma's daughter has to break out a, a domestic dispute between Kiba and his wife. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and it's just silly. And it's just a fun time. Not so serious and not like Kaguya-level god-tier fights and anything like that. I, I think you should give it a shot. You see, I, at all I think I would Naruto. enjoy a more low-key trek back into Naruto. Where it's like mm -hmm. a little more casual, a little more lower stakes feeling like earlier on in the series. I could yeah. be down with that. I, I think you should give it a shot. And I think there's a another series running concurrently, the Sasuke one, and that has no interest for me. That sounds like it's going to be so edgy and serious. And yeah. God tier Renegan, Renegan stuff that I just have. No I, I think in. that's my problem. Why I get so triggered whenever Naruto is mentioned is that it like ended so unfun for me that like, I don't even want to engage with the stuff that I, that I did enjoy at one point. Yeah, I, I think I'm behind that as well. But the Kakashi uh, picture just kind of drew me in in the initial. I think I'm down with that then. Yeah, I, I check it out. I think it's a fun time. Rob, can you tell us a little bit about Shuna's journey? Oh, it's just like an old Miyazaki manga. I think it was before any of his movies had come out. If not, maybe Castle on the or Nazuka was already out. But it's like very clearly aspects of it were used in Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah. Like the the horse or whatever the hell it is is the same exact thing. The elf, yeah. Um, a lot of it is just like humans are bad and nature is being destroyed because humans don't respect it. You know, it, it's a lot of those themes are very clear early on, but it's cool. The whole thing's in the like watercolor art. Very nice to look at. But, you know, it's Miyazaki's heavy-handed anti-human <laughs> themes. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. As someone who's not the biggest Mononoke fan, what were your thoughts in comparison to it? It was definitely toned down in the violence, so I, I think I enjoyed it more than I did Mononoke. I think Mononoke is just over the top with its violence and a little too graphic for what you're going in 
you know, as Studio Ghibli fans, you're not necessarily anticipating that much. <laughs> hmm. Okay, cool. Our last anime and manga of the day is Buddy Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch both episodes? I watched them both today, and I just want to start off by saying this is the order that I watched them in. Episode two, the first five minutes before I realized it was episode two, I was like, wow, this is moving very quickly along. <laughs> the baby's already with them. And then I was like, ah, I'm on episode two. So I switched back to episode one and then watched the last 15 minutes of episode two. I like it, but I absolutely hate the child. Really? Yeah, I can't stand her. She's like, Anya is such a more enjoyable, like, written four-year-old five-year-old and this kid is just so annoyingly incompetent and constantly ruining things and it's just like frustrating i've never felt frustrated with anya and spy family but this girl like everything she does is just frustrating and it feels like it's just slowing down interesting aspects of the show i haven't hated her yet i think she's just kind of feels like a set piece right now as opposed to a real character but that's kind of a four-year-old as well the pacing can get really slow until the action starts going and then i think it's pretty fun and enjoyable i do like the action the build-up to the action can get a little bit boring is how i felt so far yeah i I'm mostly just so focused on how much she annoys me, honestly. <laughs> I thought that you kind of like fall for this because like you have a daughter now and that this would be totally up your alley. I liked her in the first episode. It was the second episode that really started setting me off. Like the hide and seek and like. Yeah, yeah. Because like <laughs> I get it, like she's a four year old, but she doesn't pick up on any of the hints that they're being shot at and that like her her actions are about to get potentially her guardians killed but that's the whole hijinks of it right because like you have one guy who's literally like holding a sniper rifle into like 20 other guys and the bullets are just swishing past him and he's fine like i was like i can't take the action of this too seriously this is a hijinks anime but I think also tonally, it's a little confusing because there is so much like murder, casual murder and death. And it's like, but are we supposed to find this funny and light and casual or is there serious undertones? I don't think it knows exactly what tone it wants either. I guess so. Yeah. I just feel like it's hard not to compare it to Spy Family. And I feel like Spy Family knows what definitely it has... It knows what it wants, but it also is able to switch between the comedy and the mature themes and, like, you know, serious moments. Like, within the series of Spy Family, you have that intense Lloyd flashback and then just, like, anything with Anya. Those are all part of the same series, and it feels organic. Whereas this, it just doesn't feel like it knows which one it's doing at what time, and it's not really doing either well enough. Yeah, I, th I think that's fair to say. I, I would agree with you. So I I'm going to keep up with it for a little while. I don't think this is going to be anime of the season or anything like that but then again it's a pretty low bar for the season but i think it'll be fine i'll continue watching it definitely but I i'm a little critical right now i think that's fair robert let's switch into video games and i want to talk a little bit about a video game called bug fables and you said you've played this before right i did i wanted to like it a lot more than i did it just i get what it was doing it's a Paper Mario styled game centered around insects and the gameplay is there, but uh, it's kind of hard to make a fun, engaging world around the insects. And I just didn't feel like continuing playing after a few hours because the world itself just didn't motivate me to explore it. I'm similar to you. I'm probably a bit higher than you. I'm 20 hours in. I played this about a month ago when I had COVID and I had like literally nothing to do except for be dying. And I agree with you. I think that the dynamic between the three main characters is fun, 
But because you only have three characters for the most part, it kind of pulls away from the seven partners that the original two Paper Marios had, which I miss a lot. The, the other thing is that at times, the RPG aspect is good, but the puzzle platformer part is like kind of miserable. Oh, it's so tedious. Yeah, it's like where you have to like freeze ice cubes using the, the moth and then like move them around. I had to like redo some puzzles like six or seven times because the aiming mechanism is just so bad. Yeah. And the other critical thing I'd give of it is that the enemies or the boss monsters are super unmemorable because they're just like giant bugs or giant plants. And maybe because we have that historical knowledge of Mario makes them more memorable and fun. Right. Overall, I'd still say it's a pretty fun and well put together game, but it's definitely not pulling me in like those first two Paper Marios, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was, I saw what it was doing. I got what it was doing. I just, it wasn't good enough for me to continue with. I got probably five or six hours in, but I just, I didn't have that motivation to continue playing it. I'm like five chapters out of seven in. I might finish this. I've recently lent out my Switch controllers, so I have not been able to, but I might finish it this year. How do you loan your controllers? My friend was going on vacation and they were going to play with their family like Mario Kart and stuff, so they need extra controllers. So I just gave it. Oh, I got it. Okay. I was going to say, who just, just needs controllers? But <laughs> no, that, <has laughs> that, makes, yeah. that makes more sense. Okay. Rob, I know Pokemon has been out for quite some time now, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Is it in your top five games of all time, like our friend Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's not even in my top five Pokemon games on the Switch. That might that might not be true, <laughs> but it's not in the top three. I don't think there are five on the Switch, or maybe exactly no, there are. Five. Legends Arceus, Pokemon Snap, and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are better than this. And Sword and Shield are worse. So this might be number four. Yes, yeah, Sword and Shield are absolutely worse than this. Which one did you choose, Violet or Scarlet? Scarlet. It doesn't work. The game is broken. It's a mess. Everybody knows that at this point. My main problem with it is the region doesn't feel the least bit soulful. It's just like, here's your desert, here's your snow area, here's your swamp, here's your grasslands. And it doesn't feel like it's done with purpose. It just feels like these biomes are necessary so that you can catch certain Pokemon in these areas. It's supposed to be based on Spain. Nothing about this game screams that this is Spain. It doesn't feel like it actually had the effort put into its world. And that's a huge part of Pokemon games. And this is what really pissed me off is they none of the buildings are enterable. You cannot enter houses in any of the towns. Mm. It's just a menu. It, it, they just did the bare minimum. It, it's just such a lazy game. Is this a backwards walk from Arceus? Like, could you walk into buildings in the previous game? Well, Arceus only really had a main hub town, which did have buildings you could walk in. But it's a step back from Arceus in that you can't just catch Pokemon without entering battle anymore. That was the big thing in Arceus. That was great. Just moving around during battles. Uh, the menu system in Arceus was a lot quicker and snappier. This game, like, borderline crashes every time you go and hit start. Uh, it's just, you know, you don't want to talk about that aspect of it because everybody knows that the game is a mess and programmed like garbage. But, like, it is a problem, too. I didn't believe how serious this was until I, I saw my niece a couple days ago because it was her birthday. And then she's like, you want to see my team? And she clicks start. And it took, like, a good 20 seconds to load her six Pokemon. I was like, that's yep. nuts. Yeah. Uh, that That's chugging. Yeah, it chugs. It, the frame rate is non-existent. With that being said, how many hours have you sunk into it? I really didn't put that many in. I finished the game in 20 hours and I had no desire to continue playing. You want to share your final team? 
or do you not even have uh, enough pride in it that you'd care to share? What did I have? Well, I don't even remember what I had. I had this I picked the fire starter because the grass one ended up being some like weird furry thief. And the duck ended up being this really like hyper sexualized <laughs> duck, which made no sense to me. Um, so by default, I had to pick the crocodile. Uh, I liked the only thing I liked was the giraffe rig evolution. Yes, the one where the ass ate its head. I think it's pronounced forafarif. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't quote me on that. But other than that, didn't really care for any of the new Pokemon either. Damn. So that's another dumpster fire of a Pokemon game. So, yep. <laughs> Major bummer. Last piece on video games, I just wanted to share some of the the video games that I played while I was at MAGFest. Admittedly, didn't play enough of them. Like I was out wandering around and going to panels and stuff. But some games that I played for the first time, GoldenEye, really fun. I can't believe I haven't played that in the past 20 some odd years. You never played GoldenEye? No, none of my friends. Oh, wow. ever I'm going to switch it. soon. I'm terrible at it. Like we played like five matches. Nobody's good at it. <laughs> and I think I didn't get a single kill in all five of those games. Okay, that's that's it's pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. We tried a round of just slappers. That was miserable. We immediately <laughs> reset, reset the game after one minute of being like, this isn't going to work. Um, I played a couple arcade games, the Spider-Man and X-Men arcade game. But the highlight for me was a game called Choshin Heki Zero Igar. I do not know what that is. It is on a system that I didn't even know existed called a PCFX from 1994. I do not know what that is. It's like this fucking <laughs> brick of a system. It's like this giant console that looks like a looks like a computer. And um, it's really cool because at MAGFest, they had a video game museum. So it has like from the 80s of like Pong and you just kind of circle around and they have all the systems leading up through there. And they had this box and it was the game that was on was this Choshin Heki game. And it's have you ever played Gradius on the SNES? Yes, of course. It's like Gradius, but like 10 times better with like anime, like full blown 80s anime cutscenes in between each match. And it's like, I played Gradius while I was at the festival as well. And it felt like I was on cocaine playing Choshin Heki. Like how fast you're moving. You're like literally zipping across the screen. I was like, is this normal speed? It is not. <laughs> it's just normal. <laughs> like it was, it was a pretty fun time. We played that for about like 30 minutes to an hour. And, uh, it was just cool to explore and learn about this new console that I didn't even know existed. That I'll have to look into, just out of curiosity. Obviously, I'll never be able to play it, but <laughs> I'm curious to see what it looks like. I did like a little bit of research before this podcast, and I think like one copy of Choshin Heki is going for like $200 or something stupid. Yikes. <laughs> no thanks. I could probably find a ROM for it, but yeah, it was, it was a fun time. That is illegal. What? No. <laughs> Robert, do you know what time it is? Is it Big News Morgan's breaking news? Is is it time? No, it's not. It's actually time for Robert's S-Class Karaoke. Wait, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> Robert, what are you talking about? Today, you'll be singing the four kids dub of One Piece. No, I won't. <laughs> are you denying the S-Class Karaoke, Robert? Is that the Don't Give It Up Dreaming one? That is the Don't Give It Up the Dreaming Gaio, one. Gaio, Gaio, Don't Give It Up Dreaming. Luffy, Don't Give It Up Dreaming. Zoro, right? That's the one. That's the one? Yep. All right. That's all you're getting out of me. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> You've pretty much done the whole song at this point. You should have just played along. That's all it is. Robert, what time is it now, actually? Is it now time for the Big News Morgan's breaking news? It is time for Big News Morgan's breaking news. What news is breaking? Well, these were on the docket for at least two weeks, so it's not breaking anymore. <laughs> uh, but the first piece of news is Hades 2 is in production. 
it popped up on my YouTube feed and it looks amazing. Of course. <laughs> it looks like more Hades. And this time you're playing as Zagreus's sister, who I thought was actually his daughter until I read a little bit more into it. And there's like a iconic title song. And when that drops, like maybe a minute into the trailer, it was just like hit all the dopamine receptors. And I'm so excited for this. Well, that was your game of the year two years ago, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This this looks to be uh, similar, but different enough that I think it could go pretty Does it uh, have a timeline yet? No timeline. No, no additional information besides the trailer. But just excited for this to come out. I'm happy for you. Are you? No, no I don't no, care. Never. <laughs> <laughs> The second piece of news is Takahiko Inoue wants to draw Vagabond again. <laughs> is that if he wants to? That doesn't mean he will. I think he has intentions to, is what this is implying. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I want to have a million subscribers on YouTube. That doesn't mean I will. I think we will. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I, I think he genuinely has intentions to. So I think it's been, I don't know, an eight-year hiatus since he, since he paused it. And I think we're close to the final arcs. Like, he could get this done in, like, a few years, I think, if he wants to. But he also has real going on as well, and that's not even close to finishing. So I don't know how he's going to manage this. Spoiler alert, he probably won't. I think he will. Maybe he'll do... He'll... You think he'll finish both series at some point? He's 50? Oh, God, I hope so. Probably not. I mean, obviously, you hope so, but, like, realistically... Realistically, he could if he didn't get bored of both of them and stop both of them. But is that the issue, or is it just physically? I don't know if he's sick. I think he's okay, but he just puts so much like love and effort into every single chapter that he. Well, that's like, for sure. Yeah, like he doesn't just pump them out. Like he's not going for the consistency. Let's just get something out there. He's like each one of these has to be a masterpiece. Is what it feels like when he draws, and that's probably his biggest hurdle to overcome. Ah, so it's the opposite of modern One Piece. Exactly. They both have their merits. <laughs> not the art of modern one. <laughs> no, the, Say what you will about the story, but the art. Not the art, but the fact that he's just coming out with it. Like, you know One Piece will be there. Whether or not you're disappointed or not, at least he's... You can't say anything about his lack of effort for putting out 50 chapters for the last 25 years. But you could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, last piece of news is Spy Family is going to be releasing a movie this year. Yeah, I... I saw that, and I'm wondering what that actually means. Is it going to be an arc, or is it an original story? Will it be canon, even though it's not part of the manga? I'm very curious about this. No news on this one from the last time I researched it. And I think, if I had to guess, it'd sort of be like one of those anime movies that's non-canon. And because the nature of being a spy, you just have random missions, I think it'll just be like a fun random mission. I agree with the thought process, but I also feel like Spy Family has such a wide appeal at this point that I don't know that they'd want to mix with the canon non-canon thing. Oh, like, you think that they're like going to do that? Naruto, no, One I, Piece, every single movie. But, those, but that's but I'm saying that's all garbage that appealed to people that loved anime. Whereas Spy Family appeals to more people than just that. I just mean to market to the non-weebs, people like my wife, she would want. Like it to be part of the story. The thing about Spy Family, it has a whole bunch of canon things that are just like one offs. So, like, this kind of fits in right with the storytelling. That's what I'm saying. Would they make it work? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, those little chapters where Anya just goes to school or Lloyd has a mission that's yeah. like non consequential. I think it'd just be like a longer one of those. And I don't think 
uh, non-weeb would even notice that it's non-canon. They don't even know what canon, non-canon means. But I do. But you do. But we're talking about people like your wife and folks. They'd just be like, oh, cool, like an hour and a half thing of Lloyd being sexy and Anya being adorable. What about your? <laughs> your might show up. Maybe she won't. Yeah. I, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm down with it. Rob, I want to play this exercise with you of what is your ideal type of mission that they're doing during this movie? I want something. I want them on vacation. Okay. I want them not in, you know, quote unquote, Germany, somewhere like unique, a different type of setting. Okay. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Let's go to Italy. Beaches of Italy. Uh huh. Something like that in the Mediterranean. Um, I don't know what kind of mission they gave Lloyd, but they had to go away for that purpose. I would like this to be one of those things where Lloyd and Yor both have a mission and they don't realize the other is on a mission, obviously, and hijinks like with them running into each other and trying to hide that they're working. I think some stuff like that could be fun. Is that not every chapter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they never really are. They've Have they ever been like on the same mission? I guess the boat arc was a little bit of that because Twilight wasn't technically on a mission, but he was trying to like figure out that there was like a terrorist on right, the right. boat. So something yeah. like that, like in a Mediterranean beach town. I was thinking about a different direction, but maybe we can smash the two ideas together. I'm thinking Frankie has this very elaborate plot, but you don't know that Frankie's the, the villain until like an hour into the movie. <laughs> and there's like this crazy mission. It gets kind of intense and serious. And then at the end of it, Frankie reveals himself to be the villain all in an effort to get himself on a date. That you see, that's that's so much better than mine. <laughs> but it could all happen in Italy, exactly. Uh, while they're on vacation, I love it. I I, I almost feel like it's definitely going to be a vacation story. It can't not be, right? Yeah, I, I feel like it works. It makes sense because I feel like for a movie, they they got to get away from their normal setting. Yeah, right. That way, it makes it it's kind of self contained, and it doesn't have an impact on what's going on in Westalis. Yeah, if that's where they are, Berlin, <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> totally not germany all right rob that's everything for big news morgan's breaking news and now we move into emails if you guys have a question or want to ask us anything you guys can send an email to sclasspodcast at gmail.com or you can find rob on was it sclass rob on twitter it's very simple yes <laughs> uh so we actually have two questions from from one person it says do we really we do you're always surprised. <laughs> really, I'm always shocked. <laughs> Hi, Justin and Rob. Love your vids. Two questions for you. One, with Japan reopening soon, do you plan to visit again soon? What cities do you want to visit or revisit? And what activities do you want to do next trip, regardless of together, separate, or solo? Let me start by saying definitely separate. Together, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, why don't we start with that question, Rob? Wait, wait. That was like seven questions. There's another question after this? There's another question after that. Okay. Uh, obviously together. Mm, I don't uh, think so. I, I'd probably need a few more years before I can finagle that. Unless Justin just comes as the guardian on a family trip. We could be like buddy daddies. <laughs> we could be like buddy daddies. <laughs> now, actually, hang on. Would you be more likely to come on a trip with me again to Japan if my wife and baby also came? Yeah, if I had a separate room and I had certain parts of the agenda that I was doing on my own. So you'd be more likely to come in that scenario. With the autonomy of not being your babysitter slash father the entire time. But I would want you to be daddy on this trip so that I could have a break from being daddy. <laughs> I am not going to be free babysitting <laughs> No, 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 hang on, hang on. That's not what I said. 
I meant your daddy to me as I'm daddy to my child. <laughs> That's what happened last time. We said we didn't have you didn't have a child. I was gonna say we didn't have a child. I still don't have a child except for you. Okay, so I guess we're going on a nice family trip um, next time. That sounds that sounds fun. I don't know. I, I liked it where we went. I think I might want to actually do a little bit more with Kyoto. Mm. Uh, Because I feel like we shoved it all in one day, and that got really exhausting. And then you got us us. fucking lost. Well, that's not how that went down. Um, But I digress. Uh, More Kyoto. Um, I don't know that I go back to Osaka. I didn't really find it that interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything we did in Osaka, we could have just could have been done in Tokyo. Um, I think just exploring more of Tokyo and more of Kyoto. Is there a city you think we didn't get to? I think. I will be spending all 10 days at the Samurai Museum in search of <laughs> Angel, uh, Shiori-chan. Shiori-chan. Uh, re- realistically, though, I think I'd probably only do Tokyo for like two or three days and then probably either go north and just check out the rest of Japan or go south and check out other parts of the country that I haven't seen, like Kobe or Hiroshima or go north and go to... Um, Sapporo, Sapporo, any of any of those, yeah. we could do that. I mean, th- that's what I plan to do. Okay, sounds good. We'll do it. Because <laughs> I've I've actually been to Japan like four times now, and I'm like every time I go with somebody new, and I'm like, okay, I'll take you on the on the triple city tour, which is fun. But I think I just want to get a new experience again. Okay, that's fine for when we go. Yeah, I'm okay with that. How about I take as long as as long as we just get to, get to go to Sunshine City. I'm going to take my grandchild with me, and you and your wife can go do your vacation so you can drive her miserable. <laughs> Wait, why is it your grandchild? Because I'm your father when we go on oh, vacation. That's right. That makes sense. Okay. I'm going to have a grand see, time with her. I was about to say, that would be a great anime. You and my baby going on a journey across Japan. It could happen. Just, that, sounds, that sounds pretty fun. Just, just kidnap your child. <laughs> also, I'm going to teach her how to eat fish so that she becomes an enjoyable travel partner, unlike you. Oh, yeah. You, you could take her for the uh, conveyor belt sushi. Yeah. <laughs> the second... Or seventh question, however you want to count it. What do you think of VTubers, streamers, and gamers, etc.? And do you watch or follow any? And no. this is from Kizuna Ai. Arigato gozaimasu, is what they said. Hi. Do you know Hi. who Kizuna Ai is? No. She's like the original VTuber before this whole influx came in a couple years ago. Why is she emailing us? Secret, I don't think it's actually her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. There's just something AI feeling about it. If you know what I mean, it just feels very impersonable. I I don't like it. I think there's like a fine line where I'm like, yeah, these guys are just like performers as well. And they just choose not to show their face. But then the other part of me, I I almost don't even dislike the VTubers, but I hate the people that love VTubers because they're just simping and they just throw money at them. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that too. And that's technically not the VTubers fault. But I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. It's a whole community I'm not down with. But I mean, I'll sell out if we need to. I will. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't shown our face yet. So uh, we can create VTubers of ourselves right after answering this question. Yeah, no, if it'll make us money, I'll sell out big time. No problem. But I don't don't condone it. Well, thank you, Kizune. Uh, Thank you for all the questions. Wow, I can't believe somebody so famous emailed us. That's crazy. I know. This is like a crazy podcast. We're so popular with. Yeah, that can't be right. 815 followers. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, I got one more story. Uh, I accidentally spilled the beans to a friend of mine that we have an anime YouTube channel because I was like, oh, I got to work on something for the weekend. And she's like, what are you working on? And then she's like, had you been hiding it? I I was 
not intentionally trying to tell it. And then they're like, what's your channel? And then I was like, I can't, I can't tell you. It's too embarrassing. And then they're like, I'm going to search for it. It's going to pop up. And they searched it for will. two hours and they could not find it. Is it somebody I know or no? No, no one you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, we're not doing too hot. If you can spend two hours searching anime podcast and we're not showing up. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's not great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But as always, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.